What's good, everyone? Welcome into episode 73 of the Two Stripes Podcast, the podcast that covers everything happening in the world of college football. My name is Colton Denning, and I am your host. Folks, it's back. College football is here. We have actual real-life games to talk about. We just got past a crazy week zero and those wild Florida-Miami-Arizona-Hawaii games, which were just absolutely nuts in a great way to start off the season. But now, it's time for week one. We have a full slate of college football. I couldn't be more excited. This is what we've all been waiting the last eight months for. These are the three best months of the year as far as I'm concerned. So I am very pumped right now and can't wait to talk about week one and want to welcome you into today's show. Of course, I highly encourage you to keep up with all of the Two Stripes podcasts I put out, and you can do that by following on Spotify, subscribing on Apple Podcasts, and subscribing on YouTube, youtube.com slash Colton Denning, for every show I drop, and more importantly, some sweet college football highlights. YouTube.com slash Colton Denning. I promise you'll like it. That's where you can find all of my work. I am also on Twitter, at Dubsco. Okay, so it's week one, which obviously means that this is a preview podcast for everything happening this weekend, but I wanted to approach this week's games a little bit differently than other podcasts. There are many more college football podcasts out there, most of them smarter than me. You're going to hear better previews. You're going to get better betting advice, all of that stuff. I'm not the guy for that. But what I do want to talk about is this idea I had that every year in college football for week one, you can break down the games into five different types or five different regions, whatever you want to call it. There are five types of games So on this episode, I'm going to break down what those types of games are and then talk about how it relates to this weekend and which games fit into each of those types and really just what you should keep an eye on and what the stakes are for each of these games. So before I talk about where these games fit in, I got to give you guys the types. The easiest and most obvious one to start with is the big game. This is usually a primetime neutral site game between two Power 5 ranked teams that's going to get overanalyzed in the Heisman discussion, conference power discussion, the race for the playoff discussion. Basically, just going to be way too much for week one, but this is the big game of the week in primetime. So Auburn, Oregon this year would be a great example, and basically anything we've seen from Alabama week one over the last decade. Just below that is the, ooh, that's on game? This is a game that you just know it when you see it, whether it's beforehand or it's in the middle of the second quarter and you're looking at your app and you say, oh shit, that's on. I got to turn to that right now. Those are the type of games that maybe aren't between two national championship contenders, but you know are going to get crazy, sort of like Arizona-Hawaii. That is definitely a, ooh, that's on game. After that is the, we both need this game. That is the week one game either between two rivals where you just have to win week one or else your fan base is going to be so sour to start the year or a game between two head coaches who are floundering. They may have come off of a five and seven season or a season that fell below expectations and they just really, really need a win to start the season off right and not immediately having the message board trolls saying it's time to show up to this guy's doorstep and harass his family. The fourth type is the you might get got game. 
And that means you're either playing South Dakota State or an FCS school competing for a national championship. You're playing a service academy or a team that runs the option. Or three, you're Virginia Tech playing any group of five school. Lastly, there's the cupcake game. That doesn't need any explanation. You know what that is. So those are the five types of games we usually see during week one each year, and that's what I'm going to talk about today and try to give you a sense of which games fit where, what to keep an eye on, what to watch. Since I really haven't figured out how to master topic transition doing a solo podcast other than just making rough edits that I'm sure you guys can hear in post-production, I'm going to get right into it and talk about the You Might Get Got region and four of the games that fit into that category for me. First off... South Dakota State at Minnesota on Thursday night. I think I talked about this on the last episode, but man, poor decision by Minnesota to play this game. We know what South Dakota State does, especially in week one to power five teams. And at the very least, this is going to be a great test for a Minnesota team. I'm super high on. I know PJ Fleck will have them ready to go, and I don't think by any means they'll be overlooking South Dakota State. But it could very well happen, and honestly, it really wouldn't be that bad of a loss. In that same vein, Wake Forest hosts Utah State on Friday night. Wake Forest lost a ton of production from last year's team, breaking in a new starting quarterback, while Utah State has one of the best quarterbacks in the country in Jordan Love. And if Utah State wins this game, that draft hype, it is going to start to roll. I still think that it'll probably be closer to the NFL draft that you'll start hearing about Jordan Love being a first-round pick and maybe the first quarterback taken off the board next year. But if they win against Wake Forest on the road, get ready because that draft hype is going to fire up big time. Those are probably the two most plausible you might get got scenarios of the weekend, but the most hilarious one has to be USC playing Fresno State. USC has this new offensive system. They're going to be running the air raid. It's a crucial year for Clay Helton. And they're going up against a Fresno State team that was probably one of the best 15 teams in the country last year, but lost their starting quarterback and their leading receiver. They're breaking in a lot on each side of the ball. Jeff Tedford's going to have them ready to go, but I would be super surprised if even even for Clay Helton, this would be a rough one. But that would be the most hilarious scenario USC Switches to the air raid. Everything's going to be different this season than week one. They lose to a retooling Fresno State team. I would love to see it, and I think many of you probably would too. Lastly, sticking in the Pac-12 and in California, UC Davis visits Cal. I guess Dan Hawkins is doing big things at UC Davis. They went 10-3 and last year in his second season. As somebody who watched his coaching tenure up close in Boulder, you know, good Good for him. That's that's really nice. I, I'm glad to see that for Dan Hawkins. But I guess they're pretty good. Cal needs to prove that they can score more than 10 points, even though the defense is super nasty. But this has super upset potential. And Dan Hawkins beating a Pac-12 team would be quite the story. So those are four games in the you-might-get-got region where those teams need to be on upset alert. The next type of game we see in week one and the complete 180 of that is the cupcake region these are games that you don't really need to watch unless you're a fan of those particular teams but also there may be a couple of storylines that are worth keeping an eye on the three prime examples of that this weekend 
are Bama playing Duke, Ohio State playing Florida Atlantic, and Michigan playing Middle Tennessee. We kind of know how the Bama Duke game is going to go. I don't I'm not sure if Duke is going to score any points, but it's worth keeping an eye on to see how Bama looks after the last time we saw them against Clemson where they just got absolutely shit kicked. So, it's worth keeping an eye on for I guess the first quarter and a half. Ohio State Florida Atlantic, of course there is Ryan Day. What is in Ohio State a truly Ohio State program led by Ryan Day. What does that look like? I know he coached the three games last year and ran the last part of training camp, but now that Urban Meyer is out of the picture, let's see what they do under Ryan Day. Also, the debut of Justin Fields. What's that offense look like under his direction? And then finally, Michigan and Middle Tennessee. This one's going to be a blowout. Middle Tennessee might score negative points, but the big thing to look out for Michigan's offense. What is Ryan Gaddis doing to change that offense? How much control is Jim Harbaugh giving up? How much spread are they running? That's been the talk all offseason for them is how different that offense looks. But now we get to see it in a game situation. There aren't a lot of big stakes in those three games, but there are big stakes in the next region. And that is the we both need this game. Like I said earlier, for whatever reason, this could be a rivalry This could be both head coaches need the game. This could just be a game where a week one loss wouldn't completely cripple your season, but you could also lose it and look back at the end of the season and say, yep, we should have known it all started week one. Selfishly, I'm starting with Colorado versus Colorado State on Friday night in this region. For me, this is always a game that is going to determine how each team's season goes. CU has a new head coach and Mel Tucker. They really need a strong opening. LaVisca Chenault, one of the best receivers in the country, is is finally healthy. Is Steven Montez, the quarterback, going to take another step in his senior year? What does their defense look like? There's a lot of questions for CU after they started 5-0 and last year and finished 5-7. and They really need a strong opening. On the flip side, CSU technically doesn't need to win this game, but Mike Bobo still hasn't beaten CU CU's won the last four, and last three haven't been close. And this was a game that, when I was growing up, it used to be a coin toss almost every single year. Even if CU won most of the games, they were emotional, they were dramatic, and CSU would nip one or nip two in a row, and it'd really be a nice rocket boost way to start their season. I don't know if they're going to do it in week one. It looks like Nate Craig Myers, the former five-star receiver that was at Auburn, isn't going to be eligible, so they probably don't have the firepower, but this is a game that it would really help Mike Bobo to win at some point. Another rivalry game, and probably the best one in this region, is Utah-BYU Holy War on Thursday night. I don't really have to explain a lot for this one for obvious reasons. I love when rivalries like this are week one games. The loser is just going to feel absolutely terrible about their season, and it's going to be the complete opposite for the winner. This is a great rivalry. Thursday night game. Not much else to say. Utah BYU rules. Hopefully it's one of the craziest games of the weekend. The third game isn't a rivalry. It's not even close, but it is a rematch from last year. And that's UCLA going on the road to Cincinnati on Thursday night as well. I'm still not sold on Chip Kelly at UCLA. A lot of the offseason reading I've done about them People seem to think like, oh, it's year two. Chip Kelly finally has a system in place. They played well down the stretch. 
I am just not buying it. And this is a Cincinnati team that came into Pasadena last year and really punched them in the mouth and was much more physical than UCLA was and brings back a lot of pieces from a 10-win team and, in my opinion, should be favored by more than the 2.5 they're getting right now at the time I'm recording this. Cincinnati doesn't necessarily need to prove anything by winning this game, but this would be a hell of a launching point for them heading into playing Ohio State on the road in Week 2 and just the overall look of that program and how Luke Fickle is doing there. They might be the best G5 team this season, and starting off with a win over UCLA again would be a very strong statement to start their season. For Kelly and UCLA, beating this Cincinnati team would probably be the best win of Kelly's tenure so far, including them beating USC last year. This is a very strong Cincinnati team, so it would go a long way to show the progress that he made in the offseason. I don't see it happening, but I think for different reasons, both teams need to win this game. Finally, in this region, what's week one without a good conference game? A good ACC conference game, and that is Virginia Tech at Boston College. It's going to be a tough way to start the season for whoever takes this L. Virginia Tech has had a lot of things go wrong since the start of last season, and now Bud Foster announcing his retirement after the year. They were really young and injured, I think, on that side of the ball in 2018, So maybe they take a huge step up, play like they usually do under Foster. Maybe that idea of him leaving sparks them to play better and can pick up some of the slack as the offense figures out what they want to do. But either way, this is a huge way for Justin Fuente to start the season. And if they lose, that talk is going to start right week one, and that is the last thing you want. On the flip side, really just for BC, like they can eat the loss here. But also, if they start the season off with a conference win, it's going to go a long way into taking that next step that they've been missing the past couple years. All of those games are going to be fun to watch. I think we'll get at least one week one classic out of one of those. But those are all kind of games where if it's good in the second half, you'll switch to it because you know that there's implications, but you really aren't looking out for. On the other hand, everything in the ooh, that's on region is something you not only want to keep an eye on, but you know at any moment if you switch over to, some crazy shit might be happening. The best game for that in week one this year is Houston at OU on Sunday. I'm not saying it'll be an upset or that Houston's going to score 50 points, but it's going to be pretty fun to watch this one. You got Jalen Hurts debuting, Dana Holgerson debuting as Houston's head coach. He knows how to attack that defense. He knows the personnel OU has. Plus, he has the quarterback to do it in De'Eric King. This one has some serious shootout potential, especially if Oklahoma hasn't upgraded that defense. We'll get a chance to see how they look, too, under new defensive coordinator Alex Grinch. I'm very excited for this game, and I'm glad that it's on Sunday so I can just sit down and watch the whole damn thing. The other game I have here is not for the same reasons at all because it's not going to be a shootout and it probably won't be fun to watch from an aesthetic standpoint, but that's North Carolina against South Carolina. I have no real breakdown for this game other than Will Muschamp losing to a returning Mac Brown would be an unbelievable way to start the year. Just as a bonus, you can also throw in Virginia at Pittsburgh on Saturday night 
another one of those ACC games in week one. Pitt kept Virginia from winning the Coastal last season. I'm all in on Virginia being pretty good this year, possibly winning the Coastal, so I'll have my eye on that game. And I'll also have my eye on Oklahoma State at Oregon State on Friday night just to see what new offensive coordinator Sean Gleason for Oklahoma State cooks up. They could be a lot of fun this year. What also should be a lot of fun is the big game region. And there are three games that I think stand out above the rest this week. The first one is the obvious one. Oregon and Auburn in Dallas. ABC primetime football. Storylines galore. Freshman quarterback for Auburn, Bo Nix. He's in his first action. How is he going to perform in that environment? And then for Oregon, can they handle that Auburn defensive line, which may be the best in the country? And probably the biggest story in this game is going to be Justin Herbert and what he does. For me, it's going to be, is Justin Herbert actually a very good quarterback? Or is he just a guy that NFL scouts love because he has the measurables? I still can't think of more than a couple really, really standout Justin Herbert games against top-level competition, and he decided to come back to school. Let's see how he does on the big stage against a very good defense. And then, of course, you have the Pac-12 stuff. Is the Pac-12 really that far behind every other league? Stuff that doesn't make sense for just one-game scenarios like this, but plays into the national media and will be a big talking point. And if Oregon wins this game, that's going to be huge for perception for the Pac-12. So they have a lot riding on their shoulders in this one, and it should be a pretty exciting game. What probably won't be as exciting, definitely won't be as exciting, is the Northwestern-Stanford game in Palo Alto, but it's still a pretty big game. Northwestern is coming off winning the Big Ten West. Stanford did not win the Pac-12 North, took a little bit of a step back last season, but also has a new look for what they want to do. What I'm looking for in this game is how much trust are they going to put in quarterback KJ Costello? Is this offense going to run through him? Are they going to be a pass first team? Unlike they've been in years past, they really struggled running the ball last year and they need new people to step up at running back. And the offensive line wasn't quite as good as it as we've seen or as we are accustomed to from a Stanford offensive line. So what are they going to do this season? No J.J. Ortega-Whiteside, new group of receivers. K.J. Costello is that main centerpiece for the offense. How's he going to look? And then for Northwestern, it's the debut of Hunter Johnson, former five-star kid, went to Clemson, transferred last year to Northwestern. He's making his first start. If Northwestern has a legitimate star quarterback who can carve up defenses, what's that going to do for their whole team? Because we know that they're going to play defense. We know they want to run the ball and they can be successful doing that. But if they can have a consistently very good passing game, that really opens up the options for them. And they're going to get to test it against David Shaw and a defense who is a very good measuring stick. And then finally, my favorite game, of the whole week, and that is Boise State and Florida State in Jacksonville. I've talked about this game on the last couple of episodes, but this is the one that I'm most excited for, for a couple different reasons. One, Boise State is also starting a true freshman at quarterback. They just named Hank Bachmeyer, I hope I said that right, as their starter. He's a true freshman. He's going up against that Florida State defense. And then for Florida State, 
that's where all the storylines are in this game after such a disastrous season, especially along the offense and the offensive line. What what are they going to do? This is a huge season for Willie Taggart, even though it's only year two for him. He really needs to win this game and get the season started off on the right foot for Florida State. They got to find a way to win this game. But I think that Boise's going to win. I've been convinced since the moment I saw this game on the schedule that Boise State would win this game. And despite starting a true freshman at quarterback, I'm still convinced, if only because FSU Twitter would burn to the ground watching them lose to Boise State in a season opener. I want to see it. I have my eyes set to this game. I'm really excited for this one. I think it'll be one of the games of the week. So those are the five type of week one college football games. And I hope that I did a good job of not only articulating it, but putting all of those games into those separate categories and helping give you an idea of what you should watch this weekend. Let me know what you think of my list of the five types of week one games in college football. Send me a tweet at DubsCo. Let me know if I forgot anything or if you would include any other games into any of these five categories. Also, if you like the show, please subscribe, go on to Apple Podcasts, follow along on Spotify, SoundCloud, and YouTube.com slash Colton Denning for the shows and all of my college football highlights. As a bonus, before I wrap up the show, if, if we're keeping it real, I also think that there's a sixth region if you're like me and are just insane and can't get enough college football when the season starts and you'll disregard your family or anything else you want to do on a Saturday to watch anything. There's also a lot of games in that region, and those would be like Missouri playing on the road at Wyoming, Purdue at Nevada on Friday night, uh, ECU, NC State, which could get a little bit weird, Toledo at Kentucky, and a few other games. Uh, Really, I'll watch anything. That's the basic premise of this show, and I just try to uh, put them into categories to try to rationalize how unrational I am with my love for college football, and I hope that you are too. Either way, though, we finally made it, guys. College football is here. Whoever you root for, however you root, I hope that you enjoy Saturday and savor the next three months because it is the absolute best in sport. And I wish your team, unless it's Michigan or Nebraska, a lot of success this season. Until next time, though, I want to thank you for listening to today's show. I'm very much appreciative of anyone who carves out some time to listen to what I have to say. Whether you agree or not, whether you think it's good or bad or whatever, it really does mean a lot to take some time out of your day to listen to the show. So I appreciate that and want to thank you for it. I hope you all have a wonderful weekend full of college football, and please be safe and have fun with whatever it is that you are doing. Thank you one last time for listening. My name is Colton Denning, and this is the Two Stripes Podcast.